0: I want us just to spend a few minutes to just um, look a li- again at this idea and talking mostly about uh, that verse. That, could you just put the last slide up? Steve, thank you. That verse that we uh, looked at from uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4. I think the, the story of Samson, Percy, I find really quite a difficult thing because as a character, Samson might not have been the sort of person that we would want to meet or befriend too easily. But regardless of that, he was the man chosen to deal with a particular circumstance, which was um, uh, the the Philistines oppressing the children of Israel. And uh, we might look at his life and see a lot of, shortcomings and failures but at the conclusion of his life we see uh, this tremendous victory, we might almost say that he snaps victory from the jaws of defeat um, rather than the other way round, so I want us to and as I was thinking of that it's this verse that came to my uh, mind because this verse gives us the sense of um, a reliance on God for our strength, rather than for ourselves. And I just want us to look at it, um, to analyse it just a little bit as we as as we go through. I can do everything through Him, that is, through God, through the Lord Jesus, who strengthens me, or oh, who gives me strength. It says uh, here. I always get mixed up with all the different versions. Well, first of all, I can. That's a very positive way of looking at things, isn't it? I can. Uh, not even like it, is it? in the Thomas, a tank engine. The children. I think I can. It's not even I think I can, is it? It's I can. There's a real certainty about this. There's not a maybe or a perhaps or a possible, possibly. There's not even a depending on the circumstances, you know, if the winds fair and all that sort of thing. There's a, a definite uh, certainty here. I can. This is the evidence, surely, of uh, a true faith that doesn't limit God. Do everything, or as I think, I'm sure it says in the authorised version, all things. I'm I, I kind of more familiar with that. Do everything. There aren't any limits here. We're only limited by our lack of faith and our lack of vision. You know that in Ephesians, uh, there are passages there where Paul speaks about gifts. And it's clear that we don't have, all have the same gift. We don't all have the same work to do. And so I don't think that in the context of this, it means I can do like anything I feel like doing, or anything that I you know it takes my fancy to do, or anything that I think that will make me famous uh, for doing it i 'm sure it 's about doing the things that God wants us to do, being the people that God wants us to be you see in in the story of Samson, we do see tremendous failure not not only in the Delilah incident, but if you read the the, the chapters before, you know, there's a, f- a kind of flaw in Samson's uh, character. It does have something to do with women quite a bit? I'm, I, I realise, but nevertheless, you know, it, it's not for us to stand here this morning and, and say, well, you know, yeah, Samson, he was, he was a real failure and, until the very end, and kind of feel smug, because that's true of all of us, isn't it? To a, a greater or lesser extent, we succeed in doing the things that God wants us to do. We succeed in living the life that he wants us to live, being the people he wants us to be, in a kind of, you know, it doesn't work all the time. We too uh, fail and fall. I don't think this everything is limiting either. I don't think it's limited to our religious or our, um, you know, our, our church life. It means every aspect of our life, if we're those who love the Lord, then after all, we want to live the lives that that please Him. We want to live the lives that consist of our doing the things that further uh, the work of the gospel, that show Him to others. So everything is everything. There aren't limits. There aren't no-go areas. Although. Often that to be truthful, that is how it is, isn't it? We have areas for God and areas just for me. Now I'm repeating something that Andy said uh, the other week, so if you remember that. So I can do everything through Him, through God, through the Lord, through the work of the Holy Spirit. Here there is no self reliance, rather, there is a total. A dependence upon God. This comes, of course, from that faith, from that trust in the saving work of His Son, the Lord Jesus. It comes from relying on the strength, the power, the intellect, whatever that the Holy Spirit gives us. We, I, I hope you've noticed as we've sung our songs this morning that there have been themes. And Paul writes in uh, Corinthians, for when I am weak, then I am strong. What does he mean? He may well have been making some reference to a physical weakness because sometimes when we're at a low ebb in a a physical way, we can be at a really... um, Nearer to God, as it were, in a, in, in, a, in a spiritual sense. But I think also what Paul was saying was that when we get rid of everything about ourselves, when we're not um, relying on the things that we have in terms of uh, perhaps our physical strength, perhaps our intellect, perhaps our knowledge whatever it might be. God, he's not able to use us in that way. It's when we look to him, when we confess our weaknesses and look to him to give us the things we need, whatever they might be. That's when we're strong. That's when we're effective for him. That's when other people see the person of Christ in us. That's when perhaps, although we might be dealing with uh, real difficulties... We're victorious. We don't feel that we've uh, failed, that we've let things slip. When we um, put our total reliance upon God rather than ourselves. I think this really is where Samson failed. When it got to the point that he thought so little of what God had given him. Of his presence and his power, that he was going to trade it for the affections. I better be careful what I say here. Of a lady, I won't say any more. Okay. Uh, but when that, when he got to that point and allowed himself to be trapped, as it were, and uh, we know it wasn't the cutting. Of his hair, but it was because he allowed that to happen that the Spirit of God could no longer be with him. God left him. There's a parallel here, isn't there? Um, you remember the story later on of King Saul and how uh, Saul was a man, head and shoulders above everybody else, we understand, chosen by God to be the King of Israel, the first King of Israel, a great and a mighty man. And it started to go wrong for Saul when Saul began to do things the way he thought they should be done. When he began to forget what God said and thought, well, I'll do it my way. To quote a song, horrible song. Um, when he got to that point, the spirit of God left him. And here we have Samson in the same situation. He was so confident of his strength and forgetful of the source of that strength. Forgetful of God and the Holy Spirit that indwelt him. And he allowed that to happen and so God's Spirit leaves him. You see, I think when we move on to who strengthens me, this is what it speaks of. It speaks of the work in our lives of the Holy Spirit. Day by day, moment by moment. As Samson's story illustrates, he can only work... When we deny ourselves and just trust solely in him. Samson was born to war. That's, if you read the Samson story, he was set apart. He wasn't set apart to be a priest. He wasn't set apart to be a prophet. He wasn't set apart to be a king. He was set apart to be a warrior. He was born to war, to fight and to kill the Philistines because that's what the people of Israel needed at that time. They needed somebody to sort these Philistines out who were uh, oppressing them. And like Samson, we are engaged as Christians in a war. Paul talks about us battling with principalities and powers and the powers of the air. We're engaged in a spiritual warfare. That's why you know, we read that famous chapter in Ephesians about the whole armour of God. And when we lose sight of that, when we kind of drop our guard, as it were, when we become complacent and relax and become self-reliant, then it's it's a bit like being Samson. It's a bit like we've been blinded, had our eyes put out. The, the people who uh, observe us don't see much of, of God and, and, and of his son in us. Perhaps we become the subject of entertainment. But you see, for Samson, there came a turning point when he realised that God was the only person he could turn to. And with that prayer of faith, his strength returned. His strength didn't return because his hair grew. That was the symbol That was the sign, the outward sign to everybody that looked around that he was what was called a Nazarene, somebody set apart for God. His strength returned because God gave him that strength back because the Holy Spirit came back. And as his strength returned, he crushed his enemies. And we're in a warfare. If we want to live a life that's victorious, that overcomes uh, the sin and the temptation that is around us. And let, you know, let's, let's be real. We're grown up. Because i talk to the grown-ups now because uh, I've, I've let the children off, you see. We're grown-ups now, aren't we? We don't live in a world that's easy. We don't live in a world that's friendly to our God. We don't live in a world that has our own standards. I mean, just a little illustration from this point. Nothing wicked or anything like that. But um, our neighbour is going to look after our cats when well, we go away. She's, she's a lovely lady and very kind to look after our cats. And her grandson was there this morning uh, doing some work in a hallway. So I was having a, a chat to him and he could see I had a tie on and that. So he said, oh, are you off to work now? You see, that's the day and age in which we live. It never registered with him that it was a Sunday and people would go, to church, Not terribly wicked, is it? But it kind of illustrates where we find ourselves. We're in the camp of the enemy. We're, no matter how lovely and respectable and, and pleasant and easy and affluent we find ourselves, and we are, we, we live in wonderful circumstances. But regardless of that, we live where... God really, for the most part, doesn't have the first place. There are more people out of churches this morning than in them. I'm not sure about mosques, but that's another subject. But um, we need to kind of get a hold of that idea that we're in the camp of the enemy. And if we're going to succeed in that, then we need to be those who are trusting not in ourselves, but are trusting in God. So what looked like an object lesson in failure, I just see as a wonderful example of victory through faith. I already mentioned that we find Samson listed there in Hebrews 11 in the heroes of faith. So, let's come to the conclusion bit now, pleased to know. I just trust that we've been challenged this morning as to who or what we're trusting in where we're looking to for the strength to live lives that please God and to do the work that he's called us to do.